Hello everybody and welcome to my brand new podcast. Music to live for with Shanti is me, Shanti, a Swiss musicologist and stage manager, talking with different artists and discussing different topics belonging to the music business. For the first time on my podcast, here is an interview with a band, Lost in a Detail. This post-rock band from Zurich immediately caught my attention with a very relaxed, but at times extremely energetic and dynamic sound. It was an approach of curiosity, since I didn't know what to expect, and the surprise was supreme. I had the pleasure to discuss their way of composing and playing music, from the Rialza room to the vinyl. Thank you very much, Connie and Andy, for this episode. So let's go! Check this out! Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Music to Live for with Shanti. Today's special episode because I traveled to Zurich to meet a band lost in a detail. I'm here with uh, both guitarists, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, so um, what can I say? I, I, I get in touch with this band because the drummer used to work with me at the opera and once told me, you know, I have this band, I'm recording, I'm mixing everything and check it out. They sent me the link and I said, whoa, yeah, finally, a Swiss band that I really like. Um, yeah, for the audience, just check it out. Lost in a Detail, you can find it on all platforms. And yeah, just to, to have a list, take a listen to the songs and the album and then just dive into this episode because we're going to discuss a little bit what does it mean having a band? Uh, what are the talks behind the whole project and the recording process, the creating process? I mean, those are things that I think really, really interesting. But first of all, I let both my friends to introduce themselves. Hi, thank you, Shanti, for um, saying hello to us. Um, we'd like to yeah introduce our band. Thank you very much for coming to Zurich for us. We really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I'm Connie, I'm the guitarist, um, also uh, one of the founders of the band. That's important because we changed a little bit, especially the guitarist part. As we see now, uh, the guitarists are al always really important because we are here and the other two are not here. So, yeah, I know it, but uh, yeah. <coughs> yeah, hi, thank you for your kind words. Uh, my name is Andy, I also play the guitar. Um, as Connie said, I joined in, uh, so I, I am not a former member, so I joined last year in January, I think. Um, yeah, so I'm very excited to play in this band and uh, to bring my own ideas to the, to the music, to the sound. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the artist question maybe I can ask to a band. How would you describe your sound? You know, because... Um, the first time that I got the link of your uh, of, of of a song, I I didn't know what to expect. You know, it was something more metal, something more rock. Uh, I don't know. So you just click play, and there was this sound, really ambient, um, dimensional sound, really like spaces, you know, in between. And then there was the drum coming in. 
some fields were really heavy in some ways and then just move into another segment of the song still more easy and then go back to bring some energy again um i have to be honest i was quite new in this kind of sound uh i guess i heard just some similar band i would say but it's not definitely the kind of music i i, I will listen to every day and i was so happily um surprised so how can we describe <laughs> it you know <coughs> well you, i think you you mentioned a lot of uh, important points i think the most important point for those who don't know post rock is we don't have any lyrics any we don't have any vocals so it's just instrumental sound but also uh, electric guitars bass synthesizers drums and i think for me i think it's a quite uh, a big word post rock for me it's uh, like as you said those uh, instrumental parts in the beginning and a lot of atmosphere slow beginnings uh, which always uh, stagger a little bit and you have those like two or three peaks during the song and uh, we we like to mix it with some heavy parts because i think yeah our our background is also in black metal metal core um so the heavier stuff than post-rock and we really like to mix it and i think that's maybe something that gives us a rather unique sound <laughs> yeah so it was kind of like a kind of compromise or just you met some your friends your other members and said okay i think this would be fits good for everybody i think the funny part of like this kind of question is that like like andy said our roots are mostly in metal and our bassist his roots are extremely like different because he's more like the jazz bassist um, but uh, the other three like we other three guys like we're more into metal but we have uh, one connection i think and that's post rock even before the band so we um um we dis we, we didn't had a com we had didn't had to compromise or making like this decision especially because we all love post track even if we listen to metal a lot so i think it was really clear we, we planned we started the band already with the plan of playing post rock we weren't like jamming and seeing where is it going like we really wanted to start a post rock band because n uh, next to metal sound we really wanted to start having atmospheric parts having um like this instrumental music without lyrics and at all like on the here and the drummer they played in black metal in a they had a black metal band before but we really decided to have like this kind of sound and yeah that's what it is now uh, one one fun part is that actually the four guys of us we we met each other um, on Dunk Festival in Belgium, which is a post rock festival, maybe the biggest. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I think there we saw that we have one common taste, and that is post rock. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we met. So it's it's that's. I guess the one of the most interesting part, you know, like you, you know each other, you share the passion for music, different kind of music, mm -hmm. and then you say, okay, let's jam, let's try something, and then you find this common ground. 
uh, of course, there was this idea. This uh, the guidelines should be post rock, mm -hmm. okay? But it wasn't like okay, it has to be sound like this and like that. It was this, of course, this rehearsal jam session process, and then you just mature and you find mm -hmm. some some part that say okay, this is, could be a potential product for what we want to do and realize. And I think one important uh, thing here is that um, the um, the former guitarist, like the gra w one of the other uh, guitarists, um, he is now out of the band, and Andy is here now. Um, and like he also loved post rock, but he had a kind of other taste of music. He was more like in this punky way. He made like more um, I don't know melodic and rhythmic stuff. And but he left the band and Andy now I think this is the style we really wanted all the time and that's now the I mean the main sound and I think it changed a little bit from the beginning to now and like w at the moment we are recording an album again and doing everything so it also changed a little bit but the plan was from from the beginning it was the start to yeah make having a post rock band and doing this kind of music and. Let's go a little bit technical. Like uh, in front of me, I have the album. Uh, I and I really love the fact that you choose as a first product to put out a, a, a CD. I mean, nowadays we'll say old school yeah. <laughs> CD. <laughs> CD now is also, but you realize also a great um, uh, plate. So. To everybody out there, you can find uh, LPs and CD of the band, of course. And um, this choice, I mean, why you choose also to produce both or not just to stay on a online platform like many bands do right now? Because let's be honest, it's an investment. Of course, his style is present, it's something material. And uh, I think that now it's also trendy to collect vinyls again. And for once, it's definitely a cool trend, I would say. Because <laughs> uh, the quality ends up, I mean, it's always high. But, I mean, for, for a, I would say for a new band coming with a new sound and new ideas, was this a choice hard to make? Or it was also this part of the glare, of the magic of the, of the other thing? I think maybe it, it matches with our, our beginning thoughts, which, okay, I'm not a former member, but uh, when they invited me, they told me that we take this rather seriously. And uh, I think if you spend so much energy and invest so much time and so on, you want, you don't want to have it only on online platforms. Like It's not enough to only have it on Spotify. You want to have something physical, not only for the, for the consumers, but also for us. And... Um, and then we had this uh, nice coincidence that we have a friend that is really into art, and he he was very open-minded to design this uh, whole um, picture <laughs> for the for the album. And I mean, then it was really obvious that we have to make an LP and a CD. And as you said, I mean, it's it's quite a trend also in the post-rock scene that many people like and buy LPs, especially LPs. So actually we were, before we, we uh, decided to have the CD, um, we also, uh, we first started to, with the, uh, the idea of having an LP. And then 
also a CD. <laughs> and yeah, I think, um, yeah, we also sold uh, much more LPs than, uh, than CDs mm -hmm. by, uh, by now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's what I took. And so I think it now I'm going to jump straight on the on the topics that it's dear to me talking about your band. And it's the graphic because your album graphic really uh, blow my mind. I love it. I really love it. The choice not so you will see audience just Google it because because it, it's worthy. Um, honestly, I, as I said, on my place, I have the vinyl. So a biggest, I would say, space to show the artwork. And at the beginning, I mean, in the cover, we have this tree. And the first time I saw it, I said, okay, cool. I like the way it's designed. But, and I said, okay, it's a tree coming out from, from a stone at the beginning. And then I look at it better and better. I see, oh, my God, that's a face. I mean, it's a head. There is a head coming out from the ground like a stone and out of this head comes this tree but it's not violent it's something like nature made with the time and everything um and that's reminded me a lot i found a good connection of the music in this album i mean these these sounds with no words but and different uh dynamics obviously something soft and then comes some parts more rhythmic and and then we have the wonderful back of the album with ends coming up from the ground is more dynamic and this ends like seems like being movement like coming out but also sh uh, keeping safe another another tree you know and it's clear that i mean to me this tree is this product this is the your music right is it because it's something new it's something young and and you and you and you want to keep safe keep it true stay true i come from the hardcore scene man this is a true stay true <laughs> stay true graphic you know like <laughs> yeah so this is something that i really love not just the sound but a really um really um the cover because i always been of the idea but it's not my idea this is a, a lesson that i have learned from a good friend of mine uh, as a pho photographer in ticino mm -hmm. and he had the chance to work during the film festival of Cannes week very great directors, movie directors. And once he said, you know, um, he's also a, a big lover of post-hardcore, emos, and metalcore. And always, and once he told me, you know, if a band wants to go out with an album, the graphic, it's something. Even if you are, like, sending, like, your, um, what we said, your demo to a producer or friends or a bar, I mean... I, I lived this. When I had my booking agency, I received per post a lot of album, small CD. And sometimes it was just the CD naked. And sometimes it was like, okay, there was something interesting. It's still still on, on, on your desk for maybe one week or a month. But if the, you have a product, really curious, say, oh, hmm, wait, what is it? I definitely need to check it out. Mm -hmm. You know, so the eye is music, but the eye may is on mm -hmm. par. You know, like, so I don't know. We want to shout out a little bit for the creator of this art. <laughs> Who wants to say something about it? Okay. Uh, yeah, his name is Donut Tobler. <laughs> for those who want to check him out, you find it on Instagram. Uh, Donut Tobler, <laughs> again. Now, uh, thank you for your interpretation of the picture. I think you are the first one who compares us with the tree. Um, 
<coughs> that's a nice part of art. You can uh, there is so many ways of interpretation of a picture. Um, actually, if you if you f fold it out and turn it around, <laughs> it's like a story. <laughs> so you have this tree here, and then the, the hands come up and want to uh, put him down, but the tree is stronger and uh, yeah, cursed him off. So <laughs> that's actually our. That was maybe our interpretation, but it's there's not one correct <laughs> interpretation. Yeah, man, I've, I'm really proud of that work. And as you said, I mean, I do the same way. If I if I see a cover of a band and it's uh, yeah attractive, I, I want to hear the sound. <laughs> I mean, there are so many bands and so many albums. And of course, many of them are very good. But yeah, you first catch those who are, have a great artwork. <laughs> I think it's that simple. <laughs> And we were lucky enough to, to have this collaboration with Donut. And I think a really important story about Donut is, yeah, like I said, he's, he's a friend of us. And I think it's yeah, really important that we know him. You know, like you can, have a, you, can, you can have a good album cover hiring someone from, I don't know, Croatia or whatever. In on Fiverr for having them for twenty dollar or you know what I mean, but like having a, an album artwork um, of Donut is is like it's more it's a personal thing, right? I mean, we're really proud to have such a cool artwork on the album, and that's why we printed it. Also, it was always clear that we're gonna have a vinyl, and it doesn't matter, you know, how much you sell or whatever. I, I mean, it's not about selling anything. It's more about having a product, you're proud of it and you want to show it, you know. And I think with the situation with online um, bands or having online songs, that's also, I mean, that's for, for, for us as a, band, as a band, I mean, it's always easier to just have, and cheaper, of course, to have just, uh, you know, a lot of singles you're giving out on Spotify and whatever. And I'm totally okay with bands doing it, but I think for us it's more, it's, it's like kind of, process um, for um, doing the songs together, recording it together, then having a, a, an album cover, for example, for this album, we didn't told Donut what he should um, design. He just made it with listening to our music, knowing us. Of course, we just had some corrections or whatever, but it's, it's like more a collective thing and it's not about having just a single on the uh, uh, on Spotify for example just having you know like a cool product in your hands and especially the vinyl we're really uh, we're really happy that we made it with Dunk um, like with the Dunk label they have a Dunk pressing they do the vinyls and it's really nice with colors and everything and yes as Andy said we we, we sold some uh, vinyls already and it's like a lot and I think it's cool to have, you know, orders from Ireland or the US or whatever, even if we're a newbie band, you know, and they just love our sound and for sure they love our cover. And that's a really nice feeling. And it's way better than, you know, having 200 bucks for a gig, you know, it's, it doesn't mean anything. And this one is nice, I think. Yeah, and also in a period like this, we are like one and a half year in this new world, let's say. Um, yeah, for many bands, w we tried also in classical music do this live streaming. Um, it works maybe one, two times, but then we all get bored. I mean, personally, 
with all respect all the people um out there trying to to keep going yeah. uh, and doing show and live streaming but it's not the same they know it we know it so i think the four band concentrate themselves on our product is also something important to, like i think the last year there was a couple of band coming out with really really good uh products and this is maybe one of the reasons for sure not maybe for sure it's because uh we didn't have they didn't have to be on tour or, or being a lot on stage so i th i'm kind of person like to see the glass ha always half full you know like mm, yeah. uh, of course we miss this kind of situation no way but uh this is it back in studio guys i mean Describing the sound and the way the band uh, met and start to work, uh, it comes out it was like a little bit becoming like starting like jamming, but and so uh, I think this term is interesting with the post rock genre. Mm -hmm. But um, on this album we ha we have six tracks. That means they have uh, a start and a end. I will say so. This improvisation have to start somewhere and end somewhere after the whole roller coaster of sounds. Yeah. How how does it work with you? How, how did you choose to or to set um, to set? I would say the the storyline, but also how the, a song where it start and where it end. Hmm. That's a good question, actually. <laughs> so I think it's. First of all, it's way easier because we're listen. We we all listen to post rock, so we like we we're not in a you know just borderless jamming situations. So we all like if we jam, we all know it's gonna be a song. And actually, we got a lot of song song ideas every time. <laughs> so so it's like it's more hard to you know choose what we, what are we gonna like work on to have a song in the end. <laughs> so. Um, and as I said, like we're we're totally not kind of jam band, but of course we jam a lot to have you know this sound. But I think like technically it all starts with Andy or me having like an idea of picking at the uh, on the guitar, um, having like some uh, some classic like pattern or whatever. So and then we try, we just jam, and yeah, I think it's working really well but as you said we have six tracks on the album and the album is full uh, i mean the vinyl is full so it's what he said like 42 minutes or 43 minutes um for the vinyl and yeah the songs are all seven six or seven minutes so yeah like it's a good question so we all have to you know end it somewhere but that's a cool thing in post rock i think that people enjoy having like long um similar patterns and enjoying the atmosphere and not having uh, for example when i listen to metal you know i expect totally other thing like changes and always like changing of hard stuff and then singing and whatever and f on our album and our style i think it's more about having the atmosphere and having yeah some cool guitar pattern and don't forget the cool bass pattern because we love to have bruno in our band he's a He's a great bassist and also with Jakob, he's a, he's a great drummer. He did, like we said, he did metal drumming before, so he knows a lot about cool drumming and also hard drumming, but, you know, changing in some parts. So it's, I think we got a yeah, good mix between everything. 
think you mentioned a good point here because if I compare ourselves to other bands or jamming sessions with other friends, I think it's it's special that we are like four people with really creative minds <laughs> for music and uh, yeah, it, it's crazy that we we can sit together, start jamming, and it could be a next song. <laughs> we have to stop each other from jamming sometimes. Yeah because we don't have any space left on the album, on the next album for new songs. So we have to stop each other from having new ideas. <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, it's, sometimes it's hard to, to find uh, a structure during a song. And I mean, it's, it's very often that we just record something during the jam and uh, afterwards we he we listen to it and we see like wow <laughs> we played the same riff for like four minutes <laughs> and during during the play we were very into it but then afterwards during listening it's maybe a bit too long and then we shorten it and uh, yeah <laughs> that's how we we do structure uh, we structure our songs then <laughs> yeah but it, it's it's uh i think it's maybe the the hardest part to to really i mean it's very atmospheric and jammy from the character and then you have to put a structure on it and in my opinion very often it destroys the the magic of a song if you if you say like oh, we play this eight times and this part four times because actually you you just want to flow and you don't want to count yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i think we 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 are improving <laughs> in that process yeah i think this is the magic also to having a band um, I also had my experience playing with friends. Um, and to me personally, it was always having fun playing, you know, like I play most time punk rock. I love punk rock and at the drums, you know, the beat is that you don't go far or different, but it's still fun playing, you know, and this is what I was looking for. And at the time I had some friends having fun too, but looking for maybe something else, you know, like it would be like success. Or we didn't have uh, YouTube or something like this. It was more like um, MySpace. MySpace. This is, a, this is a topic that comes out a lot in my podcast. Because, yeah, with a lot of friends of mine, it comes out, yeah, we, we grow up with MySpace. And like now on YouTube, you'll find a lot of great guys playing guitar, drums, whatever. And you, I think in some ways it's still... Uh, a great op opportunity for young musicians to share the talent and to give advices, you know. But on the other side, it seems to me that there's a lot of, a lot of um, egocentric way, you know, like because there is a lot the way you look like, the way you you wear, the way you expose yourself. So we have to all these two faces, and sometimes maybe it seems like a race: who is the best, who is the faster. And so, and so you know, and on the other side, you say, okay, now I can just look at the video. Uh, see how this guy is moving on the instrument and I can only learn. I think it's a lot of on the mindset. Um, something that I would bring out is something that I discussed today uh, while I was on the train coming to Zurich with a good friend from me, uh, of mine, sorry, from Italy. Shout out to Luigi of Ultranoia. And we were saying um, right now, I mean, a couple of months ago, Machine Gun Kelly comes out with um with a great pop punk album and he was known for doing hip hop or trap i don't know what, what's the right term you know 
and it did its album quite good. The, the voice fits right with the sound. It was catchy and so cool. I mean, I, and I say this, I was a kind of melancholic to say, oh, this is the sound that I remember from 10, 12 years ago. And then uh, I noticed that it was produced by Travis Barker. Uh, I mean, Blink-182, drummer, um, really an interesting musician. And uh, yeah, then YouTube just uh, gave me other similar artists. And it seems that, you know, like there are a lot of, uh, there is like a comeback on the scene of this kind of music, punk rock, melodic, uh, emo. And, uh, but the fact is that it's always a one person band, you know? And the question is, is this a new trend? Or how is going to be uh, per the perception of, of the audience? What will it be? Because uh, one of the why I choose to play in a band first is because I play with my friends. And you said, um, we jam together, we look us in the eye, say, oh, yeah, that's, that was cool, or that's too long. You know, there's this, this way to communicate that you only have when you there is this, this boundary, this, this, this um, equilibrium, you know. Um, And now I, I just think what will understand, uh, you know, uh, 14 years old, because that was the age where I got into looking for CDs, for punk and everything. Um, and at the time was, yeah, I want to have a band. But now it's this idea of uh, I can do a lot on my own thanks to the technology, thanks to the way I can expose myself. And I can think you are all in this band. You said it seems like a match made in heaven. Like you said, the drummer, uh, know how to give the, um, the grit and the passion um, in the right moment. But then you know also how to be subtle and to be smooth. Uh, you with both guitars, you come to, you, it seems that you can hear in the album, you know, where is the balance and the bass. Yeah, the bass is also very, very good. So, great, once again. But mm -hmm. you are a band, you are a four-members band. And... Uh, So this is that's pop up in my mind, you know. Like now, it seems that you can do all alone on your own, and in some ways, it's still something interesting because allow you to exp express your um, your art, your uh, your your willing to produce something. But at same times, it seems that it miss something. I don't know. I this is a little bit what I what I miss and. Um, Yeah, and we know the music business is still a business. And uh, yeah, like there is no more the rock star that we have in the 90s. Let's say the, the biggest name, Michael Jackson. Like we don't have more like like real singer than that few that can really sing. Let's be honest. I mean, the biggest voice for me in the rock, Freddie Mercury, you know, he had this, this kind of special... There is out there nowadays good musician, good artist, but I think that they give the best when they are really part of something, you know? Mm -hmm. Like there is there was this retrospective on Michael Jackson, mm -hmm. one of his last documentary comes out. Mm -hmm. And it was very interesting because you see this it is special person he was. Um but he needed the support of the dancers of a good bands playing, you know. Is that why, like, personally, I really enjoy when I see some rapper going on stage with a, with a band, maybe doing some funky, even Beyonce, 
on stage you got like a drummer she she has a, a very good drummer and uh you know this is cool because i think the live experience is something else you know but yeah still this idea that now you can do on your own and then uh yeah this is the problem of society, I think. That <laughs> then everybody's on their own, and it means the communication, it means also this, this, this willing to share experience. Sh long story short, somebody broke me to a concert. I, wa I was, I guess, 18. And I remember this friend of mine, a couple of years older, say, Let's go listen to Cataract. Uh, it's a Zurich band. And. Uh, they played in Ticino. It was my first concert, but I, l I love the idea that somebody brings you in, in this world. It could be the metal scene, but it could, as it could be a, a, every scene you want. And so I think after this, my long reflection, I would like to to hear your opinion. You know? I think uh, it, it's it's interesting that you talk about that because it's one discussion we also had in the band because we are also thinking about. Um, yeah, if any, if everybody of us had the equipment uh, to to make their own songs at home, we could just bring them to the band and uh, play them together. But it's also always <laughs> my opinion is, uh, yeah, it's it makes it easier, of course. Um, but then it's only the idea of one person, and I think it's the the most interesting part in having a band is uh, bringing an idea to the band and have it modified by the band. And maybe not always like you want it. <laughs> maybe they bring some new ideas, new stuff. And uh, maybe in the first moment you think, mm, <laughs> I will play that differently. But in the end, you have this like four person work and not just one person. And uh, yeah, I think also we don't live that far away from each other. So we don't really need to, to make it that way. Um, yeah, I think it's, I mean, it takes a lot, a lot more time. <laughs> I mean, the process of uh, of uh, writing a song is much longer. If you if you always come together as a band, you have to meet together. You find that you have to find a day uh, to meet each other, and then you have to be creative together and uh, finding compromises. And uh, yeah, but it's it's just the way I like playing in a band. So to have this common project afterwards not just uh so the guitarist uh one uh, made this song and guitarist two made this song and bassist made this song and we have like three songs from three, three different people and yeah i think many bands do that but yeah it's not really my world <laughs> i think i i just uh, like to take the time and uh as you said i mean during corona time there were so many releases. I mean, every band released at least one or two albums um, during this pandemics. Um, and there's a lot of pressure to, to go with them and uh, also bring, bring new stuff. Uh, but yeah, still, I, I still insist on that. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I think the same way, um, especially it's, it's also in post rock, actually. It's a, it's like a more kind of jamming style maybe, but um, also, especially during the pandemic times, a lot of like single artists or post-rock artists, like one-man projects, uh, bring out some albums. And um, like some of them are really great and I love to listen to them, 
but I think in the end it's still yeah for us it's it's having having this one day with we 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 are together in the in the band room and playing together I think it's kind of kind of magic you know and it's not only the process of songwriting and there are a lot of post-rock bands or like one-man bands doing that and I'm totally okay with the end product but like having fun and having um, like this time together I, th I think that's really unique and yeah that's like one one kind of of sound we really like or making sound we really like I think one uh, important thing you said is that emotional part like you have this song afterwards and you can say ah that's that evening that we were uh drunk and in the rehearsal room and uh we created this song and that's just yeah it was a lonely evening at home and i created this song by my own and uh, yeah then we played it with the band <laughs> and i think uh, it's funny especially on the album um on this album like the last song harmony but no love Actually, it, it's it's such a funny story behind this song because Bruno, our bassist, it was like he joined the band later, and it's so funny because like this song just um, has been written on the first evening he was playing with us, and it's funny, you know, it's it, he's the bassist, you know, in a lot of bands, and I have to say, a lot of metal and rock bands, you know, I think on my personal opinion, the bass is always really boring and just supporting the guitar lines. And like this song just uh, uh, show how, how important it is to have like uh, multiple band members because it was his first song and he's the bassist and it was his first evening and he just came up with this cool bass line you hear in the in the beginning of the song and we just jammed to it and now it's on the CD and I think processes like this you can't do alone actually in the end yeah and what you said before with the you know with the fame and the single artists and everything I think that's that's really cool in the post-rock scene and I really want to shout out for the post-rock scene. <laughs> um, I think the, the point is you you will never be, you know, that way famous with a post-rock band, like, you know, all the big bands, you know, like, I don't know, Metallica, I'm Iron Maiden and whatever. You won't be like that, you know, fame for, for the post-rock sound because it's a smaller scene. But the point is, I think that's also why the post-rock bands, they don't have, uh, and also us, we don't have this pressure, you know, to be at a really good label, whatever, and produce this really cool song everyone likes on Spotify and YouTube and whatever. So we just make what we want, like to do, and people appreciate it or not. And I think that's one cool point on post-rock, and that's also why we love the scene and this music. It's like, it's not this, you know, big thing behind it. And especially in a, I was, I was playing in a rock band before as well, and you know it's 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 like you don't have the pressure on playing at all the festivals and being with a thousand bands from Zurich where we are from like and and have this competition it's just you do it your own sound and the internet post rock scene like i said from ireland or from the us they're going to buy it because it's a cool product and and even if you just i don't know sell 2 or 20 or 200 albums it's still you know people really love it and Especially they they search for it. That's a cool thing about post rock. Like people really actively search for for good post rock music, and I think that's that's really unique with the post rock scene. Okay, then I I guess I, I have to dig a little bit deeper in that scene. 
because yeah this is one of the reasons we podcast you know like <laughs> talk to people learn something new and yeah i have something to listen to on the on my way back <laughs> to basel <laughs> but um if i don't say something wrong you also have uh, a video clip or you are producing a video clip i um can you already tell us something because this is also something interesting uh, i really enjoy watching video clip on youtube of a band because some are really cool well made um they really fit with the song or some are more complicated intricate and other really simple and sometimes simple you always the winning situation um thinking of about your sound what is your idea or your ideal uh vision of of, of, of a video clip for for a song and uh, of course you you can you can also describe a little what you had done till right now yeah uh, you're right we're now um like since now we talked the last time now we have two video clips actually <laughs> that's a really funny story behind it because the first video clip um we actually we don't have any money to produce a video clip and it's kind of expensive but we really want to have this media to show our sound so we really like the visual style as well i'm personally i'm not that into like specific post rock video clips but i really enjoy like good art video clips in general for every band i know it a lot from old metal bands i really love the video clips i'm not that much on youtube these days but um, we really want to have also this medium for showing our sound. So it's, it's, it's so funny. We, we ask a friend of us, he's called Nicola Tröller, and like he's, he's just a friend, you know, we, we know for some time, and he's a professional video maker and photograph, and we just ask him um, to lend a camera, like a good camera. I just like wrote him like a, a WhatsApp. Um, can we lend a camera because we don't have any money to buy one, you know, and we're not video makers. And it was so cool because it was during the pandemic times. And he just said, yeah, um, and of course, and can I help you in other way? And we were like, yeah, for sure. If you want to help, I mean, if you want to make the whole video clip, I mean, it's your decision. He was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And we are so happy. And that's also the video clip comes out with the next single. Like we decided to make one single because it's still a long process to have the album in a year or something. So we decided to make like one song as a single with the video clip. And that's the next point. And uh, that's, that's the next thing going to come out in the next, I don't know, one or two or three months. We don't know. We don't have like time schedules or something. And... The second video clip we just finished some days before. It's a film team from Zurich MX Films. And they just asked us to make video clips because they um, heard our sound in, on internet. And they just wanted to start producing um, band video clips. And they just asked us to um, having or making a video clip with us, for us and with us. And it was a really funny process actually. I think um, back to your question about post rock, uh, I think it matches perfectly with video clips because, as I mentioned, there are no lyrics, no no vocals, so you only have the the instrumental sound. And I I often think when I listen to post rock, 
that it would match to a movie like a movie soundtrack or something and uh so therefore <laughs> it's it's perfect for a video clip and uh maybe <laughs> about the content of the video clips um i think in both video clips we have like a story mixed with some art um impressions of nature and whatever um one uh, the, the one video clip for the for the single which is called we feed the giants by the way <laughs> um uh it's like a mixture of of our band playing in a in a cool place in a in a, an old church and mixed with a, a storyline in a forest and uh, it's really i hope <laughs> it's that great as, as i expected <laughs> because he's really a professional photographer and uh, and movie maker so <laughs> um yeah <laughs> i think it's going to be great yeah so there is also a little bit uh, of surprise for you that yeah. that's cool because <laughs> it, you know it, it's still a process to something keep moving and everything that this is this is definitely one of the the nicest things that can happen you know like you have an idea and you you start working on it and then the final product normally is not what you expected but it's still better or 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 in the end it fits right yeah but i remember you you also played like in a whole church or and i i love the picture itself because the atmosphere was great i mean the um, the architecture of the place and everything seems to fit but i i think that was a concert right yeah it was a concert but uh, actually the video clip is in the exact same place <laughs> so uh you will see that again <laughs> that place yeah okay and <laughs> yeah this one is this kind of re re like recycling a little bit but yeah. but it's good you know like it was so great <laughs> we had to be there again <laughs> yeah i mean i mean you uh, this is that's the way i mean you try something you see okay that could work and then you go back with with more equipment with more experience And uh, it's like, yeah, it's like being on stage. I mean, we all got through this situation where you go and there is like one people or two in front of you, <laughs> but you're still playing there because this the you are there. You are the chance to be on stage, and you play. And but then, like five months later, you are maybe on the same stage or on another stage, and you see there's more people. There's You know, and then you remember what you're doing there, and think, I think, and yeah, you, and in the meanwhile, you have learned a lot, not just how to to play your song live, but also how to move, of to give a little bit of fun to the audience and everything. Like, I I remember being at the Muse played in Locarno mm -hmm. at the Moon and Star, and my sister gave me the tickets, and that year was crazy. I saw Beastie Boys live <laughs> and i saw muse live um okay beastie boys legends one of my favorite bands no way but uh muse there is a but because great sound great light show and everything entertainment 100 percent um but you know the guy i remember i think they play like 15 songs and He, pl he he said something in between only three times. I remember s finishing a song and say, "We are Muse," and this is next song is called Starlight. And then find the the bust up. Okay, I mean it was ah uh, so 
he can sing and uh, he can also speak. I mean, great experience, but yeah, I mean, just to say, you know, to, to give to the audience something, you know, like, like the motivation. I mean, uh, uh, as I said, I'm a metalcore fan, you know, like you go to a concert, there is the lead singer, uh, there is this band called Terror and Scott Fogel is great because he's the guy you can, you can go there and talk to him. But when he's on stage, like, come on, go on, uh, that's the way. And I think this is hardcore, okay? The scene is like this, but I think this is in every kind of music. It could be also a DJ. It can, it can motivate. Like, uh, I'm, I love art style. I grew up with Thunderdome and, uh, and you know, like, heavy stuff. Uh, and um, there is this young DJ called Sefa. I think he's 21 now, or 20. And... Uh, when I saw him on video on YouTube, I said, man, I definitely want to see him live because, it, you know, you see that he, he's behind the console, but he doesn't want to give this feeling, you know, to the audience, be part of the event, not just being the event and be there. And uh, in that way, I would say that post-rock remind me more of that because, like, you know, that kind of music have less, less dialogue, less lyricism, lyricism, sorry. <laughs> And uh, and yeah, but you you want to to tell the story. You want to bring that that energy that you are on stage mm -hmm. to the audience. You know, it's not because you are playing a, a six minute song that has to be boring. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. That I think that <laughs> that's something that if you're not there, you may. And this is maybe also the problem with some some product, just audio, so to say, because if the sound doesn't have this kind of peculiarity this changement as you said the drummer know how to to do the feeling that way or to play softly and I mean, then you don't have these these dynamics that we have in classical music you know like and um yeah those are all these small things that could be live or could be like on the on the album and going back on your album this is something that i really enjoyed i let it go just put it on my on my Final on LP player, I just listen to it and say, "Yeah, that's cool." And uh, I don't know. I it's not that I was disappointed about the Swiss scene because uh, there is a lot of good bands. There are a lot of bands that try really hard to to do something. Um, but yeah, there there are no. I think that personally, I think y your band. Really, just 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 sparkle on the scene right now. So I'm happy to hear that there is a lot of good thing coming. Maybe video clip, hopefully going back on stage soon. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, talking about dynamics, one of the bands I really love for that is Art Tool. I mean, of course, big name is like you know, but like, but yeah, it, it can just inspire because because they got this, this also this kind of rhythmic, this this kind of softer. There is this song Jambi that I really love. This this huge crescendo, really crescendo, and then stop and then make this so easy breakdown. I would say just but in the whole song that fits just right or. Like in the song, um, I really love the song. I think it's called "It's Sober," and it, when it's singing like in the way, and then in the refrain, it, the the sound just open. It's like, it's like a, in, on the when he's singing, the main part is just it's like 
ghost ride, keeping the rhythm, the, the lyricism also going in that uh, in that way. And then it go in the refrain, it's just open. I said, whoa. So this is this is something interesting to put out in a, in a record and, and not be scared. Something that I really enjoyed about the album also is the fact that you just put out something and you can feel that it's something that you are enjoying doing. Because, uh, yeah, as I said, there is a lot of new input out there. And this, I think, I don't know, it seems that it brings maybe more insecurity than just new ideas, you know. There's a lot of bands that are, have a good idea, but they try to keep it play safe. You know, yeah. all meaning, you know, I say, okay, we want to go maybe decide to collaborate more with this and that, or no, just publish this kind of sound because it's more catchy or it can be easy listen or easy selling. Um, your album is your, I mean, this is your sound. And, and this is something that I, I think also the people out there all over the world that have the chance to order the CD or the LP, um, they really understand from, from you. And the in the end, this is it's the most the best feeling, you know, <laughs> like you know that yeah. those people they're really enjoying of what you produce. But I know this is this is say uh, I mean we are doing this episode together. That's why I'm also shout out a lot of the album. But it's not just because I I have the need to talk good about the album, <laughs> you know, right. but because it, this was an album. This is one you you honestly this is the first episode with a band, yeah. and. Uh, I wanted the band, you know. Yeah. I, 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 because we we also had tried to record also an episode last time, but Zoom wasn't not so good with all the <laughs> band members. I mean, it was hard, so we decided wait a little bit and we can meet together and and do the right thing. And this is what we're doing tonight. But um, the fact that I really want your band to be part of my pod because I really enjoy the sound and. Uh, Wanted to share my opinion, as, as I said about the the, uh, the album cover, and and I want to understand better. My next step for sure is to come see you live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, a band mm-hmm. it's a band when it's good live. I mean, it happened to me that there's band that I love listen to the bump while while riding my bike or mm-hmm. being in the city or on the train, and then I saw them live and say, "Come on, what what was that?" Yeah. You know, I, and I, I'm, I'm, and I'm, sh- I don't know. I, I have the feeling that it won't be disappointing, and I'm missing the live scene. And I think that your sound would be just great. I mean, on a, on a stage, or I mean, if we think about where we are living, Switzerland, he has so many good op- location. Mm-hmm. And I'm not speaking about those in the cities. It would be, it would be Basel or Zurich or St. Gallen or whatever yeah. i mean let's think about davos let's think about in ticino where i come from the lakeside i mean yeah. this is a sound that i w- uh, man with the right natural scenario you know n- it doesn't have to be complicated mm-hmm. and yeah. i think it's gonna fit just right i think that's a really important point that because that's in our eyes what's also post- post-rock is um in the at the dunk festival where we actually all met um, it's it, they have an outdoor stage in the forest. Actually, they have two stages, and one is in the forest. And it's such a magical moment, you know, when everyone is at this forest stage, all are outside. And as you said, it's not like on an entertaining metal festival. We also like, of course, 
but like in this post-rock festival, like there are 200 people sitting on the floor or standing and just listen to your sound and there's no one screaming or, you know, like clap the hands or everything. They're just actively listen to the sound. And that's, I think, really important. So when I listen to, especially also, I also love to rave and having electronic music, me personally, but that's totally a different song and different meaning of music you know to be entertained and whatever but i think that's the cool and magic thing about the post-rock stuff having a band outside at the forest stage having 200 guys uh, sitting there and actively listen your sound and that's so great and the other example like this will destroy you is a really famous post-rock band and i just enjoyed one one concert with them they have long parts like five sometimes six minutes just playing just a really soft atmospheric tunes sometimes just like one tune and then you just have this breakdown and all the guitars and bass is just like woof, it's just like a bass and you know six minutes like everyone was quiet and just standing there with closed eyes and on the seventh minute like the whole band and all the audience are just you know like one this low head banging just everyone that's such a i get goosebumps when i think about it so <laughs> such a great moment and that's cool about post-rock and about this style and this scene i think yeah i think there's this uh one very nice part about post-rock because the, those peaks as i mentioned if you would start with them it would just be a normal a rock song but since we are playing like five minutes of of uh, slow atmospheric sound those peaks do even more <laughs> have even more impact and it, you really get into it but i really love this uh yeah outdoor uh experience and just be yeah also sitting or standing there having your eyes eyes closed and just dream away it was also a feedback that we got after our con our first concert um many people told us that they, they were uh dreaming off and they were in their childhood and uh experiencing different stuff and uh <laughs> yeah it was really nice that that is just this genre of music i mean of course i also like uh, mosh pits and things like that but it's just yeah it's just another world <laughs> so new album i mean new album yeah let's say it's still at first and new album it's still fresh still hot <laughs> and uh, so we have also talk about video coming out, hopefully shows. Um, one question, of course, which band would you like be on tour with? <laughs> come on, come on. I mean, I mean, because this is a sound that I would like to see also, not just with other post-rock band, you know what I mean? Uh, I, I will see... Uh, I can't imagine, no, like having an opening act, then you, and then maybe another, or or you as last one. You know, it would be there would be like a, a very interesting, um, I would say, dynamic in a in a show. So all the promoter out there, listen to <laughs> listen to the podcast. <laughs> Don't forget about this, you know, like. But this answer is gonna be interesting. <laughs> okay, for those who don't know, we have it. It's funny because we we that's the cool of not being on Zoom is that I I see that my guest have uh, are prepared. There's a paper with a list of bands, so 
and uh, I noticed that I know no one of those. No, 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 nobody. See, that's um, the point about post rock. Uh, even the most most uh, famous band you don't know because it's such a small scene. But I think as a Swiss band, it would be an honor to play with Leech. Because Leech is just that uh, Swiss post-rock band. Yeah. I mean, everybody who listens to post-rock in Switzerland loves Leech. I think there is nobody who doesn't like them. And like in general, it would be nice to play with Mono or If These Trees Could Talk or... Yeah, yeah, maybe that would be the greatest thing. <laughs> or maybe God is an astronaut. Kwani, <laughs> <laughs> what's, your, what's, your, what's your opinion? Oh, that's really hard to say. I think from the style, fitting the style, and my my love to this band is it would be Milanku. It's a uh, for sure you don't know it because they they're from Canada and they're not you know that famous. But Andy knows it. He's smiling because like they're not that real fame. But I love the style. Like they're really raw, not this dreamy post rock. Not at all. It's more metal style, also with lyrics. But I love the style um, and. Yeah, I think with the big band, I think I think Alcest would be great because we all love this band. Maybe you know them and they're really genius. It's not post-rock at all as well. But I think this dreamy and kind of, you know, fitting sound and having your eyes closed and listen to it, I think it would fit them all. But I would say, yes, with the Swiss band, of course, like Leech is the band in Switzerland for, you know... For touring it, for knowing them and having their sound, it's yeah, it's it's really it's an experience we made years ago to have this band and yeah, yeah. And for sure will happen because <laughs> I one of the first band I uh, punk rock I always loved. I was no use for a name. I had the chance to uh, to also met them because the punk rock I was at the time. Uh, had the chance to open the concert in the south side of Switzerland. And it was like, you know, we all have this list of things would you like to do or witness in life. Yeah. And you, you can just put a cross, you know, like, yeah. done. <laughs> and, and, and so I think everything is possible. That's cool. So I think that if you, I mean, I don't know, as I said, I'm a positive person you know <laughs> if you if you keep that way it will happen if we keep the way what happened it I will think, happen i think the new album will be even better <laughs> whoa 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 so now no, now guys things things are getting real things are getting real and I, I like it this is the attitude this is the attitude this is what we need right now you know like like stop thinking about the past great band out there from the past but now the future is out there nice. you know <laughs> great guys thank you very much for being part of my podcast i really enjoyed and i'm really happy that i have this <laughs> this is called in german bauchgefühl yeah. that i definitely need to talk to you about your product about your music and your idea uh because i said it's an album that i really enjoyed it was really uh serious now really a good surprise i really it was a period of my life also that i needed something fresh like this and Most of the energy and my therapy come from music. Um, it had an impact, really. So thank you very much. I thank you also, the other two guys that are not here right now with us. Thank you to be part of this band and giving your amazing idea and your music authenticity to this band. And so, Lost in a Detail, 
with the album The Nothing Is Spreading. Yeah. Spreading. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go check it out. Help this band buy some stuff. Merch, yeah, there is also a t shirt or just album right now? Uh, there is a t shirt coming. Okay, we, so. We, we print them by ourselves, but we need to print again. <laughs> We're lazy guys. <laughs> okay, okay. We, you, go, you run out of ink, yes. of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, great. It's just uh, a fun award from, from you. And then I think we can close this episode, but it was really, really fun. Thank you very much. Thank you, Shanti, for inviting us to your podcast. It was really cool to talk about it and yeah, for all the promotion, for all the, especially talking about the music. And I hope you're going to explore the post-rock scene. And I hope to see you at our next concert after all the restriction and pandemic stuff and everything. So we hope to enjoy a concert with you really soon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you also. And uh, maybe we will see each other at Dunk Festival once because uh, then you can see all the magic of post-rock. And maybe <laughs> for all the prom uh, uh, promoters, um, we play <laughs> Dunk <laughs> Festival in like two or three years. <laughs> no, but uh, no, it was very nice uh, talking with you. And uh, it's a really nice, nice, nice podcast. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you, guys. I really hope that those dreams will come true. Um, enjoy moment like this is important to me because podcasting, talking to the artists directly is what I was looking for. Having different opinion, different point of view, and like right now, getting to like definitely a new genre of music that I know that it was out there, but <laughs> never just look at it for it. And um, this is it, you know. I I could just could go on on Spotify and choose genre and just click for it. But you know, like when you talk to people, um, you s you see it that when they are really excited about something, yeah. when something is worth it to get check it out. And so this is what I my, one of the goals of this podcast was just for me. First of all, for me as Shanti as learn something and i really hope that the audience out there also will be curious as i am so thank you very much once again and hope to see you soon live check this out If you are interested in supporting the band, there is all the necessary links in the description of this episode. To close in beauty, I choose the song Don't Mess Up Your Chances, because it's the one I prefer the most. Mm -hmm.